no matter what, this kind of like reputation that I had been able to kind of maintain where I was just like happy all the time and things are great and life is great. Like my, my friends don't really know what's going on with me internally. Like, you know, I'm just showing that everything is fine. All is good. But in 2020, like I said, I went through something that was really hard and no matter what I tried to do, I just couldn't hide the fact that I was messed up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Say Your Thing podcast with your host, Christina Gans. I am so excited right now. Um, for anyone who doesn't know me, like I am a huge fan of content creation. I have been creating stuff since I can remember. I am a full-time graphic designer. I have my own graphic design business. I'm a web designer. I was in high school creating videos for all sorts of stuff. I was in yearbook club. I was doing all these kinds of things. And I honestly think that it's been my dream to start a YouTube channel, to start a podcast. Um, and I'm finally doing it. I'm finally doing it. Um, I am so happy that you're here. I am so happy to be here. Welcome to the Say Your Thing podcast, where we say the things that make us human. Yeah, I'm Christina. You can call me Kina, which is also another name that most people call me. You can call me Chris um, if you want, if that tickles your fancy. Um, I'm just going to limit it to those because I know people can kind of get a little creative when it comes to my name, but let's just stick to like Christina, Kina, or Chris, you know, let's just stick to that. Um, I'm 28 years old and I am living in the hustling and bustling city of Montreal, downtown. This is my humble abode, my apartment. Um, and yeah, I am starting this podcast thing where I am basically, if you want to watch me talk, you can do so on YouTube. If you want to hear me, then you could just do so on your podcast apps, whatever works for you. Um, so like I was saying, I was born and raised in Montreal. Well, actually, no, I was born and raised in Laval, which is on the North shore of Montreal. I feel like Montrealers might get offended if they say, you know, they hear me say that I was born and raised in Montreal because I wasn't, I was <laughs> born and raised um, in Laval, but I do live in Montreal now. And um, yeah, I am half, French Canadian, one quarter Swiss and one quarter Romanian. Um, most people will not believe this, but French is my first language. So I know that according to a lot of people, I sound very Canadian, which I am like super proud to be, by the way. Um, but I am also like uber Quebecer. So that French um, may come out at some point, this kind of like slangy Franglish thing that might happen. And I definitely want to have uh, certain episodes in French as well. So, you know, that French side is really going to come out. Um, but yeah, I am all of those nationalities and I speak English and French. Um, I am the youngest of three kids in my family. I have a older brother and older sister, two amazing parents. And um, yeah, that is that is the story of me. But I think out of all of the things that you should probably know about me is that, like I mentioned earlier, I am an artist. I'm a designer. I love to create things. I, I talk a lot. <laughs> um, I'm extroverted by nature. I definitely have my introverted moments, um, but I'm definitely extroverted by nature. I feed off the energy of other people. 
Um, and I love talking and I love getting into topics of all sorts of stuff, especially topics like self-development, uh, psychology, um, all that kind of thing. So yeah, that is basically my story. I, I think I can say my creative process started when I was probably back in elementary school. I will never forget the day that my sister uh, came home and told me that they learned how to use PowerPoint in um, in elementary school. I think I was like maybe seven or eight years old at the time. And my sister like fires up the good old desktop computer that we had in the basement with like a very old version of PowerPoint. And she opens it up and she shows me like the animations and the different effects that you could do. And I swear to God, my mind was like blown. I could not like fathom how cool it was. And I remember that night, like I ended up spending like a bunch of time just taking text and animating it and then doing transitions to pictures and editing and all sorts of stuff. And I, I just became obsessed. And I mean, like that was PowerPoint, you know, um, which I, you know, I still use sometimes, but PowerPoint like blew my mind. Um, and that was really like my first introduction. And, you know, after that, I think that everybody in my family could say that I was just like lost in the world of creation. Um, after PowerPoint, I really got into HTML. Like this was like back in the early 2000s when, you know, we were making Pixo sites with like HTML and we were using these super ridiculously sparkly GIFs, which it's GIF. And, you know, I don't care if I'm going to make enemies on my first podcast episode, it's GIF. And I will, I will argue all the way till the end why it's GIF. Um, it's GIF, guys. It's GIF. But anyway, creating these like Pixo HTML sites where we're literally like coding um, like websites. It's not, how old was I? I think I was like my goodness, like not even 10 at this point, um, already getting into HTML. And uh, yeah, I think we were really at, like the 90s kids were really kind of raised with this um, interesting technology revolution where we started off as kids with literally not having phones, not having computers, not having anything to by the time that we're in post-secondary, literally having phones and computers and access to all sorts of media. Um, and so anyway, so I did HTML like back in elementary school. So that was, I think my second thing that I was obsessed with. And then when I got to high school, I remember I joined things like yearbook club. I learned how to do photography. I learned how to do like layout design where I was taking like people's pictures and then I was putting captions and I was, you know, I think I was using a software called like print master or something, a very early, early version of InDesign, I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, I, I did that. And then I remember, I think that the best, best, uh, part, and this is kind of what led me to go into, um, design in my post-secondary studies was in sec four, my parents got me my very first uh, video camera and I became obsessed with making videos. Like I would take my camera to school. I would take it on trips. I would take it everywhere and I would film everything. And I would just make these like compilations of videos and all sorts of stuff. And, um, it, I had a blast. Like I could literally spend hours and hours and hours and hours just 
cutting clips, adding music, adding animation. It was like I was using Movie Maker at the time. And then I got introduced to like softwares like Pinnacle. Um, anyhow, I remember I had created this like video for fun um, back in high school. And it was I think it was something for like my art class. I was just like filming things in my art class. And I remember somebody in the like higher executives in the school uh, like I think he was like in charge of like marketing and promoting the the school um, literally like hired me obviously on like a volunteer basis to create pretty much all the videos for the school like I would get pulled out of class to create videos and um, I would take my camera and anyway I learned a lot a lot a lot about um, video and I just became obsessed and um, <clears throat> also at the same time I started working at uh, Bureau which for all you English folks is Staples. Um, and I worked there for about six years uh, part-time and I was doing uh, the print uh, department. So I learned like everything from, you know, printing to CMYK to RGB colors to the difference between photo and laser printing, um, like all these kinds of things like binding, laminating. Um, so I kind of got that skill set as well. and. And then when I wanted to continue my education after high school, I got into Vanier for visual communications where I did that for a little bit. Um, and I realized in that moment that like graphic design was really what I was interested in because I did, I did take a few video courses, but I found like dragging that big camera and the external hard drive and the whole nine yards, like it was less interesting to me than getting into the studio and just creating these crazy effects on on like the 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 software and just anything that was post-production I which I loved and then I learned like graphic design like just general graphic design using programs like Illustrator and um all of that and I just fell in love and I applied when I graduated a CGEP which again for you English folks is college um <laughs> when I graduated college I applied to McGill University in Montreal to in education and then I applied to Concordia University in design and I got into both and it, it's like this whole like creation thing that I had going on was something I think most people thought was just going to be like a forever hobby because I was just so passionate about it and I had always kind of envisioned being a teacher like I just loved um like teaching kids and stuff like that, which now like looking back, I realize I was a lot more interested in like the organizational materials, like notebooks and agendas and decorating my classroom than I was in actually teaching other people. Um, because today I just feel like it's something that I actually don't have a lot of patience for. <laughs> um, but anyway, I got into both and um, everyone just assumed that I was going to go into education and last minute whim decision decided to just go into design. I just decided to, to do it and I, I told myself if I don't do it now, I never will. Whereas education, I could kind of go back. Um, with design, I needed like kind of an up-to-date portfolio. It would have looked kind of strange if I was applying into design with no work to show. And so I just went out and I just did design and um, the rest is history. <laughs> um, fell in love with that, uh, did design for four years at Concordia. Um, 
And in the meantime, I started working uh, as a graphic designer for a company here and there. I started like a few little side hustles that had to do with uh, with design. And then when I graduated from that, I started my own business, um, my own graphic and web design business. And that's what I've been doing ever since. So in essence, I love design. I love creating things. And yeah, that's literally what I do every day. So hella blessed. Um, so you might be asking yourself, why are you starting a YouTube channel? Why are you starting a podcast? If you already have all of these things going on, like your, your business and you have, you know, all of this experience already. Um, well, truth is, Everything that I've ever done in terms of art design has always kind of been an expression of the external world. So either I'm working for a company and I'm creating something for a company and it's a physical product or it's a service or something like that. And I'm just designing something for it or I'm taking my camera and I'm filming other things and that's it. You know, I'm just kind of always outputting things in the external world that are just from the external world and nothing really shows who I am inside. and. I've never really felt like like there was any reason for me to share kind of like what's going on in my mind, my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, my opinions, um, and kind of translate that into design. It was just never something I felt uh, courageous enough to do. Um, and I also kind of just felt like people may not care, you know, like it's, just, I don't know. It's just, I had this, this whole like vulnerability thing and sharing things is actually something that's quite recent in in my opinion um when i was like in high school or when i was in elementary school it wasn't something that people would do like just film their emotions and translate that and share it with the world i think that the conversation today is like so much wider and people are just like able to say a lot of things and if i could be vulnerable right now and share something with you guys is that perfectionism has been an issue that has plagued my entire life. Like I have been a perfectionist from the time that I was like probably in kindergarten up until just like recently when I realized that, you know, it's the worst thing that you could probably be in life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of just plagued my life and I have always felt the need to be equally as good or just better or better or better or better and never worse like and for some reason I always kind of connected being sad and being emotional and being all of these things is kind of like weaker and you know um but what happened is that in 2020 I went through something that was very difficult and no it wasn't just the pandemic although like let's be real that that literally did add fuel to the fire but no I went through um something very difficult uh, happened to me in 2020 and no matter what this kind of like reputation that I had been able to kind of maintain where I was just like happy all the time and things are great and life is great like my, my friends don't really know what's going on with me internally like you know I'm just showing that everything is fine all is good um, you know I was a straight A student from the time that I was like in elementary school to to you know university graduating with a high gpa honorable mention the whole nine yards and like getting into jobs like every job that i would apply to i would get into and i would work there for a long time and then you know um in high school like i remember i was i was overweight for like a pretty 
decent amount of time in high school and then like my last year of high school I just lost all that weight and this kind of like pressure to just always be fit and always exercise and always eat well um it, it was kind of this persona that I had built like by the time like by 2020 I had built basically this persona that I just wanted people to see that I like when they looked at me this is what I wanted them to see and I think I just strove every day to maintain that persona. But in 2020, like I said, I went through something that was really hard. And no matter what I tried to do, I just couldn't hide the fact that I was messed up, that I was like kind of destroyed. Um, and my normal kind of automatic response to pretend that everything was fine, it was like, it just wasn't working anymore. And finally, my friends, my family, everybody just started to see that like, whoa, you know, Christina's not doing well. Um, and I think what was like the biggest shock to me, and I, this is like when I'm going to get into the purpose of this channel, the biggest shock to me is that nobody could believe that I was that destroyed. Like it was just this kind of like, whoa, we have never seen you like this. You know, I had... I had one of my friends tell me, like, if we had known earlier, like, how you were feeling, like, you know, if you had just kind of shared your emotions, we would have been able to help you a lot earlier. And it's like, we were kind of always under the impression that your life was perfect, that everything was great. And I'm just like, wow, is this like this whole persona that I had built? It was almost this subconscious thing. I didn't really know that I was doing it, although, like, I know that the perfectionist side was just striving constantly to try to look perfect all the time. But it, it like it had become su such second nature that I never even questioned um, why I was, you know, building that persona. And in 2020, I just didn't like that persona just broke and I couldn't. And people started seeing for the first time that, you know, I do have issues and I am the furthest thing from perfect. And I've been struggling with <laughs> with mental health issues pretty much my entire life. Um, and it wasn't something that I could hide anymore. And this is why I started this channel. This is why I started this podcast is that I started to finally understand the importance of saying our things. So I titled this episode vulnerability with our milkshakes, the importance of saying our things. And I titled it this way, because I'm a strong believer that we all have like a milkshake that we bring to the yard. <laughs> it's like, I know it's going to sound wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's something else that you should know about me. Like I'm kind of a jokester. I don't take myself too seriously. And I'm, I'm definitely going to crack some jokes um, on this podcast. Um, but yeah, like we all have this thing that we're just amazing at, that we're really good at, you know? And I just want to know about it. I want to know how awesome you are. Like what kind of milkshake that you bring to the yard? Are you like some chef that just cooks this crazy food that, you know, I wouldn't even dream of doing, or it's like, I don't know, you're like a mathematician or a crazy musician, or like you just have a skill that you're amazing at. And that's awesome. But at the same time, I kind of want to know how shitty you are. <laughs> and I mean that in the sense that being awesome and being shitty, it's all part of the human experience. And this came to, this came as a shock to me, at least. I don't know about you guys, but this came as a shock to me because I had spent so much time 
keeping this persona of perfection and everything is good and everything is great. And I just can never let the world see that I was shitty, that I had shitty moments, that I'm not good at everything. I'm not fucking perfect. Um, and I have issues. Um, and yeah, like that's what I want to know is I want to know a little bit of the vulnerability that you bring into your milkshake. I think that if we start adding a little bit of vulnerability in our milkshakes, then we can really start to engage in the human experience the way it is meant to be. And so during this period, this this very darkest night of the soul, I guess you want to call it, of my life, I soon started to realize that the more I would say my things, the more that other people would share their things, the better I felt. And the more like positive confidence I got, the, the easier it was for me to get out of this like horrible rut that I was in, was just seeing that like, yeah, people are awesome, but hey, like they, they kind of like are going through hard things too. And they're kind of shitty at this and this part of their life sucks. And it's like, yeah, and it's fine. And look where they, where they are and they made it, you know? Um, so say your thing. Like, I'm going to say my thing. I want to know what your thing is, whether it's good or it's bad or it's shitty or it's boring or whatever it is that you want to say. Like, I just want to say my thing and I want you to say your thing. And that is the whole point um, of this podcast. That is the whole point of this channel is that I am a strong believer that everybody has their own personal story of tragedy and whatever that is in your life, whatever your personal tragedy is, like it's important and it's valid. And it's part of who you are. It, it, it's part of the great parts of who you are. It's part of the more psyche parts of who you are, but it's who you are. It's your thing. Um, and Brene Brown once said, and it's like, I know it's going to sound cliche that I'm quoting Brene Brown, but she said that empathy is the antidote to shame. And it really is like feeling like you're not alone is the greatest way. Like shame cannot exist with empathy. It can't. And all I can tell you is when I was going through this really shitty period of my life, I was hearing things from my friends, from my family, uh, sharing vulnerable vulnerable parts of themselves but i think that one of the biggest things that helped me get out of it was i became almost addicted to this um self-development growth mindset and i started researching everything that there had to do about mental health and i got into like podcasts youtube channels books and just becoming literally obsessed as if i was going back to school about learning all this kind of stuff and the more I was seeing people be vulnerable and sharing like their successes and their failures, the better I felt. And I, I remember thinking like, I, I was seeing all these content creators just publishing stuff and I was like, wow, they're so brave. Like they're so courageous to share, like, you know, the worst parts of themselves or the stories that are like really difficult to share. And I'm like, here they are just posting and it's like, look how good it's making me feel, you know? <clears throat> and. It took me a little bit of time to muster up the courage to do this because as much as I'm an extrovert, I, like I said, I spend most of my life being a perfectionist and trying to hide, you know, a lot of parts of myself. Um, but it, it really did give me the courage to kind of come up here and talk about my shitty things 
and my good things and my shitty things. Um, content creation, people pu- like, you know, publishing their stuff in many ways. It's like the reason I got out of the rut that I was in. And it's like, as much as we can say like, okay, social media, it's like, it's a reason to compare. Like people get addicted. Yeah, it's true. It's definitely true. And you know, you have to be very wary about the content that you consume, but it's also this amazing tool for things like relate relatability, empathy. That's what it did for me. Like that's honestly what it did for me. And I knew at some point I had to give back. Like I had to give back and make people feel like they're not alone. Whatever it is that you're that you're going through or that you're struggling with, like you're not alone. You know, there's somebody else out there. Like I remember in my in this kind of journey of of learning and being obsessed with content, I I remember like every topic that I would search up, there's somebody talking about it. Like there's someone out there talking about it. And they're having the courage to sit there and talk about it and I'm like, "Wow, like I wonder how different how longer my healing journey would have been." if I hadn't had, you know, that kind of help along the way, this content creation. So yeah, that is the objective of this podcast is to really say your thing. And um, what kind of stuff am I going to be talking about? So honestly, like I said, I talk a lot. Um, Once I get going, like it just, it gets going and I'm interested in a lot of different things. So I think I'm going to figure it out along the way about what I should be talking about. But here's like a general synopsis of what I think I want to talk about. So say your thing. I'm going to talk about the things that I'm good at. I'm going to talk about the things that I suck at. I'm going to talk about things that are embarrassing. I'm going to talk about things that I find boring, things that I find exciting, things I hate, things I love. (laughs) Um, I'm going to talk about everything that there is self-development and health things because I'm obsessed with that. And it's like I could just talk about that literally for hours. Um, I'm going to talk about things like productivity, organization, entrepreneurship, all of these crazy wild side hustles that I had um, in this kind of like business journey that I've developed. dating things, like things about like worst and best, worst and best dates, love languages, all of that kind of stuff. If that tickles your fancy, definitely going to be talking about that. Um, minimalism things. So I'll talk about this surely in another episode, but minimalism literally changed my life. Um, and I, and I know like I've talked about this so much. I almost wonder if like people are sick of hearing me talk about it, but Minimalism and the whole idea that less is more has literally changed my life. And it's not just a question of my, like the the objects that I own, I've applied it to every part of my life. Literally having less is better. Um, And I'm going to get into that in another episode, but definitely going to talk about minimalism. Um, Also, I'm going to talk about what it is to be an Anglo-Canadian and a Franco-Quebecer and a Montrealer in Quebec. So I have a really nice mix of like being Anglophone and being Francophone. Um, and I, I literally feel like I am half half and I've gotten to kind of experience the best of both worlds. Um, and in many ways, like those two worlds are often at like war with each other or like, I don't know who I'm going to end up offending by saying that, but I think that's the truth, you know? And so I'm definitely going to be talking about that. Um, coffee. Because how can we not talk about coffee? It's the best thing since sliced bread. 
It was definitely made before sliced bread, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know why I, why I just said that. Um, graphic design things, content creator things, art things. So I just love, you know, the whole world of art and design. So definitely gonna be talking about that and much more. All sorts of stuff. As you can see, um, it's about to be the holidays here. Uh, I have my Christmas tree up and, you know, a few little decorations here and there. It gets dark at like literally 4.30 p.m. here, which is kind of miserable. So I opened all of my lights to kind of make it less dreary. So hopefully that wasn't too bad. Um, and yeah, that is pretty much all the stuff that I'm going to be talking about. And all is to say, just say your thing. Like say your thing and watch people become happier. <laughs> That's what it did for me. That's what I think it could do for you. I'm going to be sharing all of my things. Um, I hope that you can share your things too. So you can follow me on Instagram at say your thing. I'm going to be posting uh, stories and posts and stuff like that, where I'm going to be asking you what your thing is, whether you want to be anonymous or whatever. Um, no problem at all. I'll still be sharing it on the podcast and I won't mention your name, but I think that we can add a little bit of vulnerability in the milkshakes that we bring to the yard. So follow me on Instagram at say your thing. Follow me on YouTube at say your thing. If you want to watch me talk instead of just hearing me talk. Um, and you can listen to me on all of your podcast apps as well. If you know, you're taking a walk and you just want to listen to Christina because you know, not interesting. I hope um, and yeah, I am super excited. So I will be posting weekly content and I hope to see you next week. All right. Peace.